Welcome to another Rural Realities Podcast, presented by the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. On this episode of the Rural Realities Podcast, we are talking change, how to prepare for change, respond to change, and ideas to help you maybe want to change. I'm Karen Endress, Farmer Wellness Program Coordinator for the Wisconsin Farm Center, and joining me today is Peggy Kofin. Peggy is an entrepreneur who has lived through a lot of changes in her own life. She has a wealth of experience in interviewing and talking to dairy farmers around the country. She is the founder of Uplevel Dairy, a platform for the next level business management and leadership for dairy owners and manager. And she hosts her own podcast, Uplevel Dairy. Peggy, you have such an interesting background, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today about navigating change. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. And first, thank you so much for having me, Karen. And uh, part of my background story includes you, (laughs) because uh, just to kind of give our listeners a little of what that background looks like, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm, southern Wisconsin, just south of Madison, and uh, and pursued dairy and specifically communications and journalism as my career. Uh, but one of the stops along the way was an internship with Karen at what was formerly Elta Dairy Cooperative in, oh, Karen, what's the town? I forgot, the town of Alto. The, the town, town of Alto, right? just outside of Waupon, <laughs> Wisconsin, right there yeah. in, uh, yeah. in Dodge County. But yeah, in the little town of Alto, I think 383 people when we worked there. Yes, yes. And I had such a great opportunity to get to learn and um, be mentored by you, Karen, when you were heading the communications department there. And that definitely influenced those next steps of my career, which went into journalism. Uh, and primarily, I spent I spent a good chunk of time uh, between two dairy publications, first the Egg Review newspaper, uh, where I was dairy and livestock editor there. And then I spent about nine years with Progressive Dairy Magazine as the dairy editor. And uh, and when we talk about change, um, the, the changes that we'll be really focusing on this conversation today are, are the good kinds of changes, the changes that I would say uh, we, choose to, we choose to make. And um, there was a change that I chose to make a little, almost a year ago. So um, last summer, I decided to leave my almost nine-year position with Progressive Dairy um, to be able to serve dairy producers in a different way. And, um, and really that in and of itself was a response to the changes that I saw going on in the dairy industry. Um, and, uh, and Karen, what that looked like was, you know, when I would go out and do these stories with dairy producers and you know, oftentimes it was a new barn that they had built or a new technology that they were adopting. It was growth. It was expansion. It was good change, right? It was good change that had the intention of moving their businesses forward, moving their families into the future, uh, securing what their legacy could look like. But with those changes was this whole backside of really being able to manage through that. And, um, and where I found I think some motivation and relation between what I found producers and what I was experiencing myself was, you know, I have another small business um, that I had, I started a few years ago. And um, I learned that 
in order to be able to grow and scale that I had to start delegating, build a team. Um, otherwise, I would get overwhelmed, burnt out, and and as, as a result, like bad things happen, right? Like getting sick or, you know, not sleeping well or just being crabby and cranky from, from stress. And so all of that together is really where I come um, at this conversation today to say, hey, I, I see it in our dairy community. I experience it and I can relate to it myself. And, um, and I'm excited to be able to, to share the ways that I've walked through leading myself through change in hopes that others out there can grab a few nuggets of, of things that can help them too. Great. Thank you. That's so interesting. And I think as we dive into this topic on navigating change and talk about how do you prepare for change? Like you said, dairy producers, farmers are always going through change because consumers are changing, our communities are changing, laws are changing, how we have to run our businesses, how our markets work. All of those things are constantly changing. And if we don't change, we can't stay competitive in our own businesses. So would love to get some insight from you as knowing and preparing for change. Like you said, maybe a farmer is expanding or changing up um, the type of parlor they have or putting in milking robots. How do you prepare for that change? What are your thoughts on how we can make sure we're ready to change so we don't have those sleepless nights and that high level of stress that always does go along with change? Yeah, yeah, it, it does, but doesn't have to. Um, and I say that from, again, you know, my personal experience of, of going through change and making a big, you know, a big change um earlier last year to to start my own business to kind of you know start something from scratch and, and build it out um but uh you know karen when we talk about change i i look at it in in two senses right there's the change that we choose um like you said the the advancements that our producers are making and then there's change that chooses us um that we don't have as much control over what what's coming at us, but we can choose how we respond. Um, but for like the sake of this conversation, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the changes that we choose and, you know, maybe it's an investment and advancement, um, but even breaking it down to a simpler level, like sometimes it's changing a mindset or a habit. Um, and, and those micro changes prepare us for handling bigger changes and being able to be resilient through that. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the tools that really helped me to learn how to manage change, and I'll preface this by saying, I don't like change. I really don't. Not <laughs> like, too many people my, do, uh, right? Like not too many no, people no. love change. It's always um, inevitable in, in all of our lives, but you don't find those people that really, really love it. Most people kind of shy away from it because yeah. they've had a negative experience. Right. And plus it's our it's our natural, you know, instinct. It's the natural, you know, pattern of our brain. It's the natural way that we're wired is to keep things consistent in a way that makes us feel safe. Right? Like that is as much our neurological wiring, you know, as it is our, our choice. And so sometimes breaking out of that and changing the way that we look at things, um, including change, 
is half the battle. Um, and so, you know, one of the one of the tools that that I've really leaned on, um, there's actually a book that I love, and it's called High Performance Habits: um, How Extraordinary People Become That Way, and it's by an author. Uh, named Brendan Bouchard. And so if anyone has ever read that book or followed, you know, the things that he talks about, um, like the premise of this book is his conversations with very successful, like CEOs and, you know, business owners about what's made them successful. What are their habits that lead to high performance? Um, but a lot of the steps that he breaks out, you know, what I found was that they were the steps that I leaned into um, as I was making a choice to make positive changes, you know, in my career or even some of those micro changes and mindsets and habits and things like that. Um, and the things that he, that he talks about in the book are, you know, number one, gaining clarity on what you want to change and why you want to make a change. Um, number two, being able to create, you know, energy and sustainable, you know, energy and vitality to prepare for change. Um, necessity, the, the needs base that drives you to not just have the clarity and the energy, but to keep moving forward, um, productivity and how we manage ourselves um, so that we can make a positive change and achieve a goal. And then also the influence that we have um, from external and then what we, how we influence others. And then finding um, the last step is courage. And that's finding you know, finding it in ourselves to put these pieces together in such a way that we can drive forward and make a change and be grounded in that why for what we're doing. That's really, really important. And I know on an earlier podcast, I spent a lot of time trying to talk about positive and gratitude, but really going back to finding that why. And you bring it up again is yeah. identifying the why. Why do you want to make this change? Why would this change help your business or your career? And identifying that then helps motivate you, I think, to keep you going, to keep you on track, and to keep you focused so that you can go through the change process with a lower stress level because you know why you're doing it. You know why you want to get to where you're going and how it will benefit and be a positive in your life. And, you know, you also yeah. mentioned change, taking energy. And you're trying yeah. to, and maybe you're going through a change. Sounds like you probably did. You probably had multiple things crossing over at the same time, still working at your other job, having your small business, <laughs> yeah. creating your new direction um, with up-level dairy, all of those things. And that would be a lot of energy. Do you have any tips? Like, how do you get through that when you're having that such that big energy drain, plus your family and all their yeah. activities? <laughs> so would love to hear from you. Like, how do you manage that to keep energy for all those things that are still important in your life? Yeah, Karen, that's such a good question um, because I can relate to totally failing at this and also share some ways that I've gotten much better. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the sustaining, you know, sustaining the energy, like, you know, just the, the thought process of making a change takes a lot of energy. It's a mental energy. Um, and sometimes our mental energy is felt physically. 
And, um, and then there's, you know, the energy of actually going through change. And so uh, how, you know, kind of how I equate this is um, like, well, I'll take for example, as I was going through um, the process of making the decision to leave my nine year career and kind of an identity that was built around that and to start from scratch with doing something totally new. Yeah, it, it was going to take a lot of energy. Um, and what I learned in the past is that uh, I used to believe that um, you had to burn yourself out in order to be successful uh, at anything, let alone make, you know, change and starting a new business or whatever. Like that was a belief that I had had. Um, and I think it's a part of our culture sometimes in our rural communities. I equate it to like the seasons, right? Like think about what's it like, Karen, during harvest season. Like, what's the mentality of our agriculture community during harvest? Right. Like, um, you know, you go until that crop is in, right? There's an end yeah. in sight because when you yeah. get all the crop in. But um, I know at our farm, we are really, really not good about managing the expectation of tomorrow might be an okay day. It's today is here. The temperatures are right. The moisture level maybe in the particular crop we're harvesting is right. So we are going to go as long as we can. And that sometimes gets us yeah. to a little burnout. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And that like harvest season mentality, whether it's actually the harvest season on the farm or what I would call like a harvest season in life in some other way, um, you know, it's, I think it's been wired into us and we've created habits or expectations that, hey, it's okay to push yourself to this breaking point, right? Um, and so the thing that sometimes gets left behind during that harvest season is taking care of ourselves. And, um, and a game-changing tip that I picked up from, um, uh, it was actually a female entrepreneur coaching group that I was in. And uh, the, the leader of this group said uh, one time, she said, when things are the busiest, right? When you're in that most stressful season, um, even when the end's in sight, she said, that's when you need to up-level your self-care. And I remember hearing that and I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like that, we don't do, we don't do it that way. Right? Like, <laughs> right. We're too busy to take like, care of ourselves. Why would we at our busiest right? time try to up-level self-care? Self-care, number one, I think for most of us is a really hard concept, but yeah. then to do it when we're at our all-time busiest, even harder. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and sometimes like, I think self-care can be looked at in a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, like it's taking care of our own basic needs. And what do we need as humans to function at our highest level, to function at our highest cognitive level, to be able to operate machinery safely? We need to sleep. We need to get decent sleep. We need nutrition that's on point to give us energy and not mess with our blood sugar levels. We need to hydrate and get some form of stress relief, even if it's just you know, a quick walk or a moment of like close your eyes and breathe. Like those are the things that, you know, they're not, they're not fancy. They're just like basic human behaviors 
that we I'm gonna call them self care, but they can also be the things that we don't think we need because oh we gotta just go, 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 go. Um, but what happens at the end of go, 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 go? For me personally, when I've been in that season, I would end up getting sick. And there was a point a few years ago when I was in go, go, go mode with having working full time, having a small business, having a family, where I ended up getting strep throat three times in three months. And that was when I finally realized that um, my body was yelling at me and saying, like, you can't keep doing this to yourself. So that's, that's my example of how I used to handle this, <laughs> the busy season, the harvest season, the season of change really poorly. And along the way, what I've learned is that when I have the busy season, um, that it's that much more important. I drink plenty of water, eat decent protein, you know, like plan out at least one meal, even if it's just a protein shake, like just to make sure that those cornerstones of giving myself really good physical energy and mental energy are in place. Well, I love that tip and something easy for all of us to do, right? The farmers that are listening out there, the agribusiness people, when we all hit those busy seasons to think about our nutrition, our sleep, hydration, take the time to spend. I also like to connect with people. Take that time oh, to yeah. to spend with people, to connect, to communicate, to also that helps our stress, right? Having good sleep, good nutrition, good to exercise and to connect with people. All will take our stress levels down. These people might have some great ideas to share as well to help us through whatever's going on in our busy season. So it's really important that we tap into that. And I really appreciate those suggestions to do the simple things. For me, sometimes it's reading a book. I love to read. And so when I get to that busy season and I, I don't read a book, it's like, no, take that time because it's letting your mind quiet and get involved in a story and think about something else and just kind of take take the deep breath and relax. And so that's really important. And it does, um, as you're going through change and you're super busy, like you said, and you're in that harvest season, it's the perfect time to do a little something for yourself and you'll be that much more productive the next day. Oh, for sure. And, and Karen, what you just laid out there too, it's, it's so relatable for, I think for a lot of us that are farmers and entrepreneurs, because like when your business, you know, you're for me and I think for a lot of others, um, our business is our baby. You know, our farm is our baby. It's like this, like this thing that we've maybe, you know, birthed ourselves or have put in so much sweat equity into and so much of our heart that, you know, we just, um, we just can get so almost like, a, almost obsessed with it, right? Like, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll own up to that. Like, it is very hard for me to shut my mind off of my business because it's, it's what gives, it was, it's what gives me energy. It's where I have such a strong sense of purpose. Um, and serving people in our dairy community. And sometimes it can be, you know, almost to the point of, uh, um, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I, I said, you know, we were talking about this, this similar, you know, concept. I said, um, I think passion has a point of diminishing return. 
um, where we can love what we do. We can be so engaged and enthralled in the changes that we want to make in the world, the way we want to serve you know, people. It almost gets to our own detriment because sometimes it can be so hard to shut it off. And like your suggestion of, you know, connecting with other people or reading a book or just something to take our minds off of the thing that we can get so wrapped up in, you know, it's, it's healthy. And those five minutes or 10 minutes, are we going to go backwards in our progress? No, we're going to have more energy to keep moving forward. Exactly. And one thing, you know, as I thought of, as you were talking and early on, you had mentioned legacy. And you just talked about, you know, sometimes how we do throw ourselves into our businesses. But as farmers, we also live with a little extra weight on our shoulders. That legacy, Mm -hmm. keeping our businesses going for the next generation to even show the generations that had come before us how we're taking care of something that they had built and created. And so when we're doing that in these ever-changing environments and trying to, sometimes that all can become a little too much to hang on to those yeah. businesses. And what are we hanging on to them for? Is it, is it for us because we, it is our true passion, but like you said, you can take that passion too far or is it for somebody else or is it to, to hand off? Um, and you want to have that business in a good place. And I think as we talk about change, again, we're going to circle all the way back to that why. And if yeah. you can answer that why and define that why and that passion, and then as you look at your business and change, and it all can kind of come full circle, but without you, the most important part of that business, you know, it's the people, it's the people running the business, everything you've gained and learned. And, and that's why you do the business, right? We talk about on our farm, you know, we make a high quality dairy product. Why? Because it is our passion to create a nutritious food product to feed our community, our country, even stretches into the world as you look at dairy ingredients. And that is the why and the why of taking care of the land from the generations before us, that we want the land to be in better shape than what we received it, to keep the high quality water for our family, for the future. And so I think talking about that why is really important. And then as we consider change, and like you said, today we're more focused on the changes that we're choosing. But as you look at that change is what you want to do And what you want to change going to help you be more successful at your why. And so just bringing that all full circle is so important. And so important as we look at the legacy of our farms in agriculture like no other business. We have farms that are fourth, fifth generation in our state. And really important that we always circle back to that. And sometimes our whys change. And that's where Mm -hmm. then you have to look, am I doing what's best for me and for my business because because of why I'm doing it? So I really appreciate you sharing all of those points. And, you know, as as we move forward um, and like you discussed, you know, that preparing for change. One question I, I want you to answer is responding to change. Um, I think that's something we haven't touched on yet is 
what if, you know, we, yes, we choose, we chose this change that we're looking at, but sometimes we don't always respond to it right. So what's your thoughts on responding to change? Yeah, sure. That's such, such a good question. Um, responding to change and, uh, and, you know, yeah. when I think about this, um, you know, I'll relate it back to my own experience, right. Of, um, of starting a, another business last, last year. And, uh, and, you know, to be very honest, you know, like there was so much energy, like we talk about energy, right. That went into deciding to change. Like, you know, like I said, I don't like change, I, <laughs> you know, but, but you get to a point where um, you can either stay where you're at and know that you're meant to do something more and be unfulfilled, or you can go after the things that, you know, will truly be fulfilling. And so as I, you know, actually made the change to say, okay, I'm going to have the conversation, create the plan, like to go out on my own. Um, what I found was that I actually, for a certain amount of time, had created more stress in my life because I had overbooked myself in starting a new business. So I look back at that time period, I definitely had some fears around like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to be able to generate income, you know, quickly. And so what did that look like? That looked like okay, let me book some clients right away. I was just, you know, I was doing some marketing and branding work for a few clients. And, and so I kind of overloaded myself early on. And, uh, and that was not a good response to change. That was a fear-based response where I overbooked myself. And what did that, what did that come back to? You know, that meant that I was stressed. That meant that, you know, my vision that I had and my why for, being able to serve people well, you know, in our dairy community, but also, you know, be the wife and mom I want to be, you know, home, way out of whack. And so the way I responded to that change in those first few months, and it took a little bit of time to really, like, kind of slow down and say, okay, what do I need to do to be successful and how I respond to this change that I chose? And it all goes back to those same principal things of, reconnecting with my why every single day. And I do that through a form of, you know, kind of like morning prayer and gratitude practice. And um, there's a, you know, a Bible verse that I read every single morning that is the guiding light for the change that I want to, you know, make in the world throughout Level Dairy. And I reconnect to that every single day and really, you know, envision in my mind the people and the impact that, uh, that I know I'm meant to have through this system. And, um, and that in and of itself is, is how I keep my head, you know, in the right space and stay grounded through change. And then making sure that I'm doing those same healthy, you know, cornerstone nutrition habits um, and wellness habits so that my body and my mind can keep up with change in a healthy way instead of, you know, reverting to maybe unhealthy coping mechanisms. That's awesome. And I think exactly what I was thinking too, sometimes when we respond to change, we over respond, right? We go too far (laughs) and then that triggers stress, which stress isn't bad. Stress is our reaction telling us to change direction. So when we, when we think about stress, we all hear about stress and stress management. It's really our mind 
and our physical reaction telling us, hold on, something's not right. You need to change direction. You need to figure out what's not working and that's causing this elevated level. And it, it comes all the way back to the basic physiology and back to that whole story when we were hunters and gatherers. And, you know, if you were approached by a, by an animal out there, you either figured out and got very narrow focused on how to get out and get away or you didn't make it. So, you know, I think that's really important. And I appreciate you sharing that um, because I sometimes think we all overcommit. And when you're trying mm-hmm. to change or go a new direction, you even have more commitment to seeing it through. And sometimes we just take it a step too far. So I really appreciate those comments and that discussion about that. And I thank you for joining me today. We talked about a lot of different things while we're navigating change. And as Peggy shared earlier, we worked together over 15 years ago. I think we've both seen a lot of change. I don't think either one of us, if you would have asked us at that point that we would be talking to each other on a podcast, one, we would have not have known (laughs) what is a podcast and how is that possible, right? So... (laughs) Cell phones were pretty limited back then and the technology. So I think we both embraced a lot of change in our lives and in our careers. And I appreciate you sharing that as you, as any farm kid and farmer, that entrepreneur and have taken some risks and that change, it's never easy and there's always hurdles. But if you stay clear on why you're doing it, and what you want to accomplish, it is going to work out to keep you and your happiness. And I love that you brought up gratitude. I have talked about gratitude on here before. And even last time, Randy Roker, a farmer, talked about his mom told him, every morning, Randy, you get up and you write down three things that you are grateful for, and that will change how you look at your day. And I think for me, I want to remind everybody of that. Write down those three things. It might seem silly. It might seem like, why would I waste my time? But honestly, grab your phone even and type it in your notes. Maybe it's the same three things every day. Well, I guess you're pretty clear on your why. And so that's good. Maybe it's different. And maybe it's the little things in life. And those are some of the self-care things. So just do that. So I appreciate you, Peggy, bringing up gratitude. And I'm wondering as we conclude our conversation today, if you could leave us with one last thought on navigating change. Oh, yeah, Karen, this, this has been so great to, to reconnect with you in this way and to be able to have this conversation much different than the days when we were talking about, you know, writing press releases for blocks of 40 pound cheddar um, <laughs> and all the things that also dairy. Uh, but uh, yeah, what, one last thought for our farmers um, is this, and you touched on it earlier with, you know, kind of like ha- having people, right, that you surround yourself with. Um, and I always go back to the saying that I'm sure, you know, others have heard too, and it's you become, you know, like the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And, um, and sometimes, our immediate environment doesn't always provide five people that we want to be more like. 
you know, especially in our rural communities, especially if we don't get to pick the people that we're surrounded by every day. Um, you know, I've, I'm very fortunate that, you know, like <laughs> I have a wonderful husband, you know, that's part of that and, and great, you know, people, but, uh, but, you know, really, I think that's, that concept of surrounding yourself with the five people, um, that is why podcasts are so valuable for any of us is because you can pick five voices to be with you and help you through change. You can pick five voices um, that are positive, uplifting, teach you something new, whatever it is that you want more of for yourself, that's what you can listen to and that's what you can tune in. And, you know, at the end of the day, like with even with what I'm doing through Up Level Dairy, the people that I'm bringing to other, you know, others in the dairy audience, the same people that I'm having these conversations with as, as a host are people that I look at and I see in them, you know, these um, inspiration. I see things that I can learn to be better at what I'm doing. And those are the voices that I want to be listening to because that's what keeps me motivated um, and reconnecting to that why for the changes that I've made. But they're the voices and the people that can inspire and encourage and provide you know, and share knowledge to others in our farming community to help them through their change and to be the voices that they choose, to be part of the five that you tune into. Um, because, you know, the people you surround yourself with, the words that um, come into your ears and in front of your eyes, they impact you in ways that you don't even always realize. And so the more that you can put the right voices and the right things in your ears and in front of your eyes, the better off you are and staying motivated towards making positive change. I really like that. And I love the five people. And I like, I hear from farmers all the time. I'm the only farmer left in my township. I'm the only farmer in this part of the county. And I think you've given them a great suggestion. Go out and find those five people. They don't have to be a farmer next to you. If you like watching YouTube and you there's some great farmers out there, even in other countries that have some pretty spectacular material or people are who are doing podcasts and sharing about topics that you're interested in and just connecting. I think that's a really awesome suggestion and to find those five people to have an impact on your life. So appreciate that. Peggy, really appreciate you spending time with us and talking about navigating change. I thank everyone for listening to this conversation and encourage everyone out there to just make a promise to yourself to take one of the ideas that Peggy and I shared today to help you navigate change. The Wisconsin Farm Center with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection provides a variety of services to farmers and farm families across Wisconsin, including financial consulting, transition planning, conflict mediation, veterinary diagnostic analysis, a farmer wellness program, and more. For additional info, you can call the Wisconsin Farm Center toll-free at 1-800-942-2474 or email them farmcenter at wisconsin.gov. 
Also, the website address is datcp.wi.gov. Also, if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or just need a welcoming ear to talk to, call the free and confidential 24-7 Wisconsin Farmer Wellness Helpline at 888-901-2558 to talk with a stress counselor anytime. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Rural Realities Podcast.